Hey folks, and welcome to Drinking Alone with Friends, a podcast where three friends drink alone together. My name's Chris. What up? It's Todd. And I'm Obert. And guys, I have a special surprise for you. Not just a regular surprise. Special surprise. Can I yeah. guess? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. You know what? You can guess. And in fact, I'm not telling you until you guess it correctly, and then that's going to be the whole podcast. Oh. Okay. Huh. You graduated from... You graduated from T25 to like A500. Nope. Ooh, letters go down, minutes go up. I'm intrigued. <laughs> you had a baby. No. Well, well, I mean, technically, yes. But Yeah, see? Was... Boom. Done. Well, technically, Dana had a baby. You were just there. that's true. Yes, I was there. I, I was cheering her on, um, but that was also two and a half years ago, so. Okay, to carry on, from our, pat- to carry on from our Patreon episode, you pooped at one point. No. Well, not the thing. That not the special surprise. Remember, Tud, this is a special yeah. surprise for our listeners here. Tud Tud's idea of a special surprise is I poop for him. Um, <laughs> it was weird. No, so I know we I know we talked about it, the up and coming breweries in the hazy IPA scene. So I was actually uh, you know, I I worked a half day today and as I'm at work, Dana's like, well, you know, Father's Day is this upcoming weekend, but you have to work. So how about we just go get a bunch of beer? And I was like, okay. All right. That sounds good. <laughs> wow. Yeah. But, good suggestion, Dana. Right. But one of the breweries in question. Future on... future Mrs. Obert, take notes, whoever you are. <laughs> I'm assuming you're listening to the back catalog. Now, yeah. Now, I, I'm married this year. Do I get to celebrate Father's Day even though I'm not a father? Uh, <laughs> no. Marriage has nothing to do with Father's Day. <laughs> Just because people call you daddy elsewhere doesn't mean that you're a father. <laughs> I mean, um, no, uh, but I was actually able to pick up beer today from Resident Culture Brewing. In oh, I'm Charlotte, so jealous! Oh, nice. Which is the uh, which is on that list, and you know, I might just be I might just be a nice co-host and uh, throw some in the mail for you guys. Nice. That would be a special surprise. That is well, it's not a surprise anymore. So now I can't do it, but oh. <laughs> get the men in black pen thing. <laughs> the neuralizer. I'm okay with not being surprised by this in this situation and still receiving the beer in the mail. Uh we'll see. We'll see. You have to be really good the rest of the episode. <laughs> no, but it was it was uh it was a it was you know, it's not quite the same because a lot of the breweries down here are doing primarily curbside pickup. Um, there's a few that are have outdoor spaces that are open, but it's not quite the same. But it was still nice to go and spend a ton of money on beer. It was, <laughs> I mean, I had I got an absurd amount from a few breweries in Charlotte, and then Total Wine, and uh, but I'm so excited. My beer fridge is full of this tasty goodness, and I I can't wait. I can't wait to start drinking some. <laughs> now, when I went. To Trillium, I, I disclosed how much I spent on beer. So, Chris, I'm going to ask you, how much did you spend on beer today? Hold on, doing the math in my head, three hundred and twenty-five dollars. So now this is where I'm going to shamelessly insert a plug and say, listeners, if you are not subscribers to our Patreon, um, this is why we want you to be subscribers. We need it. <laughs> Clearly, we need it. So we can go out and continue to buy beer like this. There you go. Feed our beer habit of drinking. Uh, feed, feed our beer habit. Yeah. No. Uh, so I did. I did buy with the intention of sending out in trading, so it's not like I'm going to drink them all, but still. It's an investment. You're going to drink yeah, exactly. You're gonna drink probably $225 worth of that beer, though. No. 
No. Well, no. Probably not. Probably maybe maybe two hundred. <laughs> maybe two hundred of it. Uh, no, but I'm pretty excited. I got I got some good stuff. Uh, I'm still finishing up my pregame beer. So who wants to kick us off this week with our beer reviews? Speaking of special surprises, I uh, got a beer box from fan frequent letter writer in frequent envelope mailer Sal, <laughs> friend of the pod. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. Awesome. He's back in Connecticut, more on the western side of the state. So he sent some stuff that's more available over there. Um, I'm not going to spoil everything because I have a beer from him today. And I'll bring more in, in the future. But uh, so you know on. what? Let's just start with. So is it that time then? Yeah, you need to interrupt me so we can do a sound drop. Is that what yep. we're doing? Yep. Okay. Did you play it twice, or is that like a longer version? There's a longer version. Oh, good. Everybody Ted's just loves the trying to. Ones. Ted's trying to just turn our podcast into a metal concert. I think. I don't know if you guys saw it though, but on the Discord, I don't know. I don't know if it's uh, if the soundboard is hitting with quite so many people. Was it Discord or was it in my stream? I can't remember. <laughs> Uh, okay. It was not on Discord because I it didn't was see not. it on there. Okay, so in in my stream, a uh, frequent frequent listener was like, "Man, the last couple of episodes have been good, except for the sample." <laughs> was it Stephen yeah. King? Because I don't count anything that he says. No, not Stephen King. Not Stephen King. But for anonym anonymity purposes, I'm not going to bl- put him on blast right now. So, yeah. Well, uh, anonymous listener, I hear you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But um, part of the bad. fun we have, part of the fun we have here is me hating on the soundboard. So you know. Um, anyway, before I was rudely interrupted by a sound effect, I was about to tell you the beer that I'm drinking today. This is, I think, it's fair to say a a brewery love of the podcast. We have a beer from OEC. This is nice. the Loki Nordic inspired cryogenic pale ale. Ooh, now. I have never had OEC before. I know, Todd, you talk about it all the time. One of my favorite breweries in the state. Chris, you've had them before as well. Yeah, I've been there. I actually went there with Todd once. Yes. That was our first time together. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, we shared it. Like we shared two flights. Time. So this is, but this is going to be a new experience for me. I'm excited. That's why I decided of all of the beers that Sal shipped me, this is going to be the first one I try. And it also says right here on the back, um, please do not age. Which which is interesting for their beers because usually you can age their beers. Yeah. Um, and I'll talk a little bit more about why you shouldn't age this beer in the maybe like a mini hoppy hour segment. We could do that. There you go. Because this is um, made with, this is cryo hopped with Cascade and Amarillo hops. What is cryo hopping? Find out after the beer review. Um <laughs> So without further ado, <laughs> I'm going to... the cork on that can. And, yeah. Uh... <laughs> okay, so right off the bat, this is a very, very clingy head, right? When I cracked this guy open, the foam immediately started coming out of the top of the can before I even had a chance to pour it. Maybe some of that might be attributed to the fact that it was you know, shipped to me and went through temperature and pressure cycles before getting here. So who knows? You know, when you're shipping beer across the country, it's not going to be as uh, pristine condition as if you were to just pick it up from down the street, bring it home. But 
you can see here, co-hosts, that even after letting this sit for a little bit, it still has a clingy head rising above the, the top of the glass here. Can but it makes it look super official. It really does. It looks like a cartoon beer, honestly. <laughs> uh, definitely get a lot of aroma. Um, I get a lot of the Amarillo, which is surprising because it's not a very pungent hop flavor. I feel like right. Amarillo is much more of a bittering hop than something that you throw in for that juicy dankness. Um, I think OEC has a couple of different varieties of the Loki beer, but um, I'm excited to try this Cascade and Amarillo one. Um, so in line with that, on the nose, very much uh, earthier smell compared to uh, piney or citrusy. But uh, And just for the for the listeners at home, the, the head is sticking to Obert's mustache. Yeah, I have a beer mustache. <laughs> very interesting beer uh, i get a lot of bright lemony characteristics right away um but it is more of a muted flavor i don't know if it's again because it got warmed up and cooled down in the the nights in the back of a fedex truck or whatever but like i said lemony earthy flavors on the back of the can it says that the cascade and amarillo gives us batch notes Tropical fruit, grapefruit, citrus, and apricots. I don't know. I'm not getting a ton of those flavors. Hmm. Maybe this is, um, maybe it's too old. Maybe it's a little muted. I'm a little disappointed, sorry to say, to Sal, um, because, you know, you guys have hyped this brewery up so much. And I don't, I don't know if they're typically known for their hoppier beers. I thought they were more of like a sour brewery. Yeah. I mean, I, I honestly don't even know if I've had anything but a sour from them. Yeah, they're world-renowned for their sours. They're up there with Cantillion as, you know, being top sour-producing breweries. But most of those right. sours are, are bottled, so I can see why Sal couldn't send you a, a bottle. They're Not only are they bottled, but they're in right. giant bottles. Right. I was actually... I was actually... I didn't even know they canned. I mean, that might be a newer it's thing. It's newer. Since, since we went, what, four years ago or whenever that was. So, might be newer, but that's, that's, in, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, it, so it says here the name Loki, where it comes from, it's Kvyek fermented. Loki draw, draws inspiration from the Kvyek yeasts that have been used in Norwegian farmhouse brewing for centuries. So I think that f Norwegian farmhouse might be where the OEC comes in. Um, mm. These special indigenous yeasts have the ability to produce incredible flavors and aromas. So is this Loki like L-O-W-K-A-E-Y or is it L-O-K-I? It's like the Norwegian god Loki, L-O-K-I. Like Thor's brother. Okay. The god of mischief. Yeah, so I, I really, really wanted to enjoy this beer more than I am. Um, I got to give him extra points for using the weird yeast and the cryo hops, which I don't think deserves a, a full hoppy hour, maybe a hoppy minute, because I had to look them up because I hadn't heard of these before. But it's from, I think Yakima is the name. I, well, I know Yakima Valley is a famous valley in Washington where a lot of hops are grown, but these are the Yakima cryo hops. And looking them up, what that what that cryo hop means is that they bring the hops, when they harvest the hops, they process them at cryogenic temperatures. And I think they inject nitrogen in them, or not inject nitrogen, but they process them in a nitrogen-rich environment. So it it says here that it splits the the hops into two components, concentrated lupulin, which 
we talked about on the Lupaletta episode. Uh, mm-hmm. We don't really know what lupulin <laughs> is, but we know it, it relates you, to hops. It makes you a werewolf. <laughs> That's right. But it separates it into lupulin and brocked. And But I think what the key here is it says that doing it in that nitrogen-rich environment, it displaces oxygen throughout the system. So that reduces the oxidation of the lupulin. And anyone who's ever brewed at home knows that you have to be very careful when adding the hops because you don't want to get a lot of oxygen in your brew at the final moments when you're trying to, um, you know, seal seal it off when you're fermenting and get that CO2 rich environment going. So you don't want that oxygen to be infecting your beer. So I think that's kind of a cool hop thing. I hope to see more of it. I got just sipping the head of the beer. I got a very strong hop flavor, but then it didn't really translate into the beer itself, which I thought was surprising. But I want to, I want to try these cryo hops again. Hopefully that's a sticks around. and isn't just a weird gimmick that OEC is using here. So all that being said, um, this is going to come in at a three and a half for me. Uh, not, not the rating I was hoping for, you know, OEC, I was really hoping for four and a quarter plus, right. um, Maybe I'm succumbing well, to a bit of the hop hype. This is, again, it's not an IPA or like a double IPA. This is just a pale ale weighing in at 5.8 ABV. So it's not going to be super packed, um, even though I do get a little bit of that hop, that hop residue kind of on the from the unfiltered beer here. I mean, it makes sense. You got a hoppy beer from a brewery that's known for their sours, or known right. almost exclusively for their sours, and you got a, a pale ale. I can see why. I can see that OEC may not be the best... Uh, you know, presenter of a pale ale style beer, considering that they don't do that. Right. right. But regardless, Sal, much appreciated. Um, he sent over a couple others, which I'm excited to bring on to the pod as well. So expect to hear more Sal beers in the future. Um, even if this low key was a swing and a miss, much appreciated that I got to try this infamous brewery. Um, I'm thinking the Untappediverse weighs this beer at a 4.0 because of you know oec right uh that that's not a bad guess based on the brewery but uh the untappedverse is actually well i'll just tell you so your your version only has 29 check-ins on untapped oh so it must be a new can so uh yeah it's not very not very old but uh out of those 29 it's a 3.87 okay so a little on the low side, and just for for fun, just for S's and G's, um, the just general Loki check in has uh, six hundred and seventy five check ins, and that's a three point eight five. So it, not not a lot of not a lot of change there, not a lot of variation. So um, yeah, it just seems like uh, OEC, you know, just uh, maybe 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 throw some sours our way, so you can redeem yourself a little bit, you know. We could be the official the official podcast of OEC Brewing. <laughs> we no, definitely can. We can, right? I mean, right. Robert, if you if you if you scroll through the OEC list of beers, most of their beers that are sours are ranked well above four So yeah, you know, not to knock the brewery, but yeah, I I guess I guess I would expect that from a brewery that doesn't do pale ales. Jeez, why don't you just kick them while they're down? Yeah, but all right. Um, there's my my hoppy minute. There's my beer review. We didn't talk about OEC because we've talked about them so much on the podcast, but they do cool stuff there. Check out their website. Um, with that, I'm going to hand this over to Tud. Tud, what do you got for us tonight? So this week, I am uh, drinking 
a beer from one of the breweries that I'm a Mug Club member of. Um, this is uh, Super Conductive with Simcoe by Problem Solved Brewing Company out of uh, East Windsor, Connecticut. Chris, you've been there before? Yeah, nice. It's good, good little spot. Yeah. Uh, since you've been there, they expanded uh, another half of their brewery, so now they're a much bigger spot. So CJ can finally open the door? That door now is, <laughs> doesn't ex- that door doesn't exist anymore. It leads to the next room. Oh, okay, yeah. CJ was obsessed with it. (laughs) (laughs) The other room's really cool. They have TVs and stuff. Uh, But yeah, no more door. Nice. Okay. So I've never heard of this brewery before, but I hope that it's inspired by a Homer Simpson quote in which he says, beer, the cause of and solution to all of life's problems. I don't know what the origin of the name was. I know that that for a long time in the spot where Problem Solved brews, Broadbrook Brewing Company brewed out of the building in Broadbrook, Connecticut, no less. That's that's the subsection of East Windsor that this brewery is in. And then somewhere along the line, Broadbrook Brewing Company wanted to build a new brewing com- or new brewery, and they wanted to build it in Suffield, Connecticut, and leave Broadbrook, Connecticut. And problems ensued where Broadbrook got kicked out of the town. Problem solved was the next brewery that came in. I'm assuming that that's probably the origin of the name, where you know town had a problem. Kick the other brewery out. Problem solved. New brewery called Problem Solved. I like that theory. Yeah, I do too. And that was that was weird. I mean, I actually went to Broadbrook a well, I mean a long time ago when it was in that spot. And I I don't know. I for some reason uh, I don't I have no idea why, but their beers were always like a like almost like one of my first craft beers for some uh, like yeah. I just I, I I have a fondness for them even though I haven't had them in five years um so i mean i guess good luck broadbrook <laughs> so so uh, chris i feel the same way broadbrook was actually the first brewery that i was a mug club member at um i have a fondness for them too but also i also remember their beers not being once i discovered that what like sip of sunshine was or what heavy topper was i remember their beers not being as good as what i thought they were yeah no i i can agree with that i can agree with that for sure but now they I'll always have a I'll always just think fondly of them, I think. Their that new big, um, that big yellow can. I forgot the name of it, but the yellow can with the Hopstio? Yeah, that's it. That's the one. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'll always just have fond memories. So now they're they they were closed for two years after they got kicked out of the town. Now Broadbrook's open. They just opened this past weekend for the, the first official time. But enough about Broadbrook brewing, new brewery, problem solved brewing. Uh Ober, right. you'd get a kick out of these guys because they, in another life, or in a past life, before they became brewers, were engineers. Probably another inspiration for the name. Probably. Uh, so they get a lot of, you know, obviously, as you can see, or you heard with this one, it's called Superconductive. They have another beer called uh, CAD, and that's like their experimental version where they do CAD 1, CAD 2, yada, yada, yada. Each experimental version gets a, diff- gets a different number for CAD. Um, a lot of their names are very engineered-centric, so just another... Another cool thing by them too. Nerdy names. That's I'm, yeah. I always appreciate that. Um. So without further ado, let's check this out. As you guys can see, it's a little bit darker than what you would expect a New England style IPA to be. Which is I probably should have disclosed that this is supposed to be a New England double IPA. Mm. Um, is it just is it just a reflection or is is it clearish? It's more clearish than than you would expect. Yeah. Okay. I'm it's not very, seeing as much haze. Yeah, it's very amberish in color. Um, the brewery doesn't can very often. Um, when it, During normal times, they don't can at all. So this is something that new that they're doing over the past couple months. So I thought I would you know, bring it here and, and share. 
So this is a eight and a half percent ABV uh, double IPA. So two comments. One, you have it in the the official problem solved glass, which I thought was pretty neat. Yes, it's one of the cooler glasses mm-hmm. that I own. Yeah, it's I like that. It's like a straight walled mason jar, oh, broad mouth thing. And uh, two, it looks like based on the standard reference method SRM scale, I would say this is about an eighteen, which is amber dash brown. <laughs> okay, yeah, you know, it, I would say that it's very amberish in color. We have so we do we have the official we have the official scale now. We're not just saying a billion. Well, I mean, so a billion is handy when we know it's off the charts black. But right, uh, right, right, okay. But if any of our listeners at home wanted to get a, a mental picture, right? This is you could go Google SRM scale. You'll see, you know, where golden straw is like a three, and black <laughs> is a forty. Uh, amber brown is like an eighteen. Yeah, I would say this is. It's tough to do the webcam, too. I'm I'm going to say this in person. It's probably about a 13, 14. Because you can can hold it up to your computer screen and see there. Yeah. Yeah. As I'm holding it here, I'm saying that it's a 13, 14. Interesting. You know what? We'll have to. You know what? In the show notes, we'll put this sta- this SRM color guide. Yeah. Chris is like, oh, you mean the thing we've been making a joke of the whole time? We could actually use the real scale. <laughs> I mean, I will say though, I've I've definitely like I know I know it says black and it shows a dark brown, but like I think a billion works better than forty. I think you might so as well too. just you might as well just put forty. Who cares? Like. I uh, put a billion, you know. Right. Once you're over forty, yeah, it goes thirty a billion. <laughs> uh, All right. So on the nose of this beer, I get a lot of pine and a lot of resinous types of smells. Um, definitely smells more like a West Coast IPA than than an East Coast IPA. Yeah. So it, it also tastes more like a West Coast style IPA. It's it's very smooth, but it's got a nice little. It's got a, a bitterness bite that doesn't really bite, if that makes sense. Can you relate it to something else, maybe? I'm, tr- I'm trying to, I'm, I, I, I'm thinking I might know what you're talking about, but I need, I need more. Yeah, so, so you know when you drink a, a really bitter beer, it's got that initial bite flavor, and then it kind of carries over, and the bite kind of lingers. This kind of has the initial bite where like, oh, you're like, oh, this is going to be really bitter. But then the bitterness never fully forms. It just kind of fades away into fruit flavor. So you get maybe more bitterness on the front of the palate, but it doesn't linger. Right. Yeah, kind of. It kind of goes to bite you, and then it's a false bite, and it kind of turns fruity. I like beers that do that. I think it's like I think that's what I wished altogether had was I wish it finished up with some sweetness just to take a little bit of the bite away. Yeah, but, and this this definitely finishes up very sweet. Uh, it actually gets to the point where it's very it's sugary sweet. I don't get a lot of citrus flavors from this, which. I guess it's to be expected considering that it's with Simcoe, and I don't particularly find Simcoe to be ultra citrusy anyways. I find that to be more piney and resinous, kind of like what's on the nose. Right. So so for them to do an, a New England-style IPA with just Simcoe is interesting. It's it's a little spicy. I don't know what I'm kind of tasting there. Um, maybe cloves? Is that a... Is it like the hop bite spicy, or is it like, like, pep, like peppery spicy, like tear-jerking? Pure eye-watering spicy. It's definitely more the hop bite. I'm just trying to more describe it from different than... It just tastes like hops. I guess clove is kind of the word I'm looking for. Is it just kind of smell... It it tastes kind of like what I expect cloves to taste like based on their smell. I can't say I've ever eaten a clove, so... 
Next time you're in the fruit aisle, go over to the spice aisle. (laughs) (laughs) Grab a clove, pop in your mouth. Overall, though, it's it's a good beer. Um, you know, I think I've had this beer before. I know I had it earlier this weekend, but I think I've had it even before then. And I just feel like maybe it's because they don't can very well, and this has been sitting in my fridge all weekend, and it does say drink, you know, they basically tell you on their website to don't let it sit for more than three days, and this is day four. Um, I'm going to give this, this one in particular, I'm going to give it a 3.75. Um, it's good. It's not great. It's, and if I had the actual untapped scale, like the one that you have to pay for, I'd probably give this more of like a 3.6. Um, yeah, I think that's what I would have given mine too. It's good. It's not great. You know, I, I, I yeah, I'm going to still, I'm going to stick my 3.75. I'm going to guess the untapped diverse. I don't know. Three, seven, four. Well, you're a little low. Um, it only has 29 check-ins. And I I think anytime that it's less than 50, I feel like it doesn't really count. But the average on here is uh, 392. I, I think that my beer that I had on Saturday when I drank this the first time was probably closer to that. Um, well, it's funny you say that because you did rate it a 375. So, yes. It's close to your 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 guess of the average of a three seven four. Um, I I liked it better on Saturday than I like it today. Um, this one's not not one of my favorites by them. They brew a lot of other different style beers that I like better. They do. They had a, a honey Kolsch, which was pretty good, called Six Sides. Um, this one just just didn't do it for me. So, are you still a Mug Club member there? What are the perks you get with that? I am. So, as a perk, I have a mug. And then I get a dollar off each beer. I get special releases. And I'm one of the few people who, during normal times, can buy cans to go. Ooh, nice. Some good perks. Yeah, right now they're selling cans to anybody who wants to buy them because obviously they're not open. But when they're open, only Mug Club members are allowed to buy cans. Yeah, I miss being a Mug Club member. I want to be one bad. So breweries right in. If you want me to come drink beer at your establishment, even though I have I'm going to have two kids and it's going to be impossible. You should just reach out to me. So there you go. There's my plea. It's like an exclusive club, you know, like, ha, I got the big, I get the big glass. I get the big boy glass. <laughs> Especially when you have a brewery that does like fun events too, then you're, you're kind of separate from everybody else. Like Labyrinth does a lot of like, right. Special mug club events. Yeah. Yeah. I will say that of anybody I know, Chris is definitely the sucker. He's the one who loves the mug club the most. Well, I mean. The mug clubs that I've had before, I used quite a bit. So I have not had one since moving away from Connecticut, and it's breaking my heart. I just want one. I just want one. There's one. Fourth Creek has a mug club uh, that I've considered joining, and they have some pretty good deals with it, but it's a little on the expensive side. So I'm like, eh. How much are we talking? Like $500 for the year. Yeah, not worth it. Holy shit. Really? There, you, yeah, but you you do get a lot of like cool perks. Like I think four or five times a year they do bottle releases, and you get to go, you get a free pint or whatever mug of whatever the beer is, and then you get like I think four bottles to go home through the year. So that I you, mean, they don't pay for or you have to pay for those bottles too. No, you don't. You don't pay for them. Oh, okay, so they're so they're giving you free beer. Yeah, you get you get a decent amount of free beer. It's just a lot of upfront costs. And I'm just like, eh, I don't know. That's that's a lot. Yeah, to, to swing I all think at once. I think if you're gonna charge five hundred dollars, and this might I don't know if this might be an unpopular opinion, but if you're gonna charge five hundred dollars for a mug club, you should get probably about five hundred dollars worth of free beer because you know you're bringing you're 
people are going to spend more than that just coming in, you know, even if it's, you know, like just a free pint. I think I told you how a brewery near me, they did $400 gift cards for 200 bucks. So, right. Um, you said you bought one just even though you didn't, you weren't crazy. Yeah. About the beer, and I have, but... I have $11 left on the gift card. There you go. So you've got, really so you drank it. You did it. Yeah. I mean, since, since then they started doing trivia weekly and I started going. So, oh, there you yeah. go. So they get you. And the beer has gotten a lot better for sure. Sacred oh, waters. Good. Yeah. I mean, nice. Todd's rule say, of breweries, um, you, you never judge a beer or you never judge a brewery within the first 12 months of its existence. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. I will say, uh, Tennessee Valley Brewing, which I've talked about when I used to live in Tennessee, um, their mug club deal is pretty good too. It's it's relatively cheap. I mean, it's like maybe a hundred bucks or eighty bucks or something like that. Um, but it's like a hand crafted mug that you get to take at the end of the year, and you get like ten free pours. That's so legit. Like, well, so that's like labyrinth, but without the free pours. Yeah, I'm like that's the that that was the one that I really wanted to join, and they actually called me. And they're like, oh, you were on the list. And like, mind you, I signed up when I like when I moved. And I was like, mm, poop. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever thought about moving back to North Carolina or to, to Tennessee? No, not really. Uh, trust me, I would move back just for Southern Grist. Like if I got a job like as like owner slash CEO of Southern Grist, that would be perfect. Slash that would be my beer taster. Job. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Slash official drunkard at the bar. Yeah. Like, yeah. Can, can I sign up to be the 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 brewery drunk? Is that yeah. a paid position? <laughs> the bar fly. That's that's my job. Sign me up. I was actually uh, I th- I mentioned on the pregame, but I'm re-listening to. Uh, I've decided episode one and going forward, I'm re-listening to the podcast. You know, picking up picking up our old biddies and stuff like that. And um, episode one, Southern Grist Brewing, and I'm like, oh god, man. I wish. I love it. I love it so much. Southern Grist right in. <laughs> work something out. Let's work it out. Let's get this let's get this going. It's the collaboration everybody's dying for. All right. This beer this week I'm pretty excited for. It's by a brewery in Charlotte that I think Tud actually mentioned not that long ago in our text messages. And uh I had to go get some beer from it. And that is Divine Barrel Brewing Company. Woo, that exploded. Me and me and Crowlers don't get along. This is you, a Crowler, by the way. So Wow. You um, you popped a Crowler this late into the podcast at this time I'm, of night. Listen, I've been pumped for this beer since I bought it today. So I'm like, I'm all, I don't care. All six hours of being pumped. I'm I'm I am pumped. So I was perusing websites and, you know, putting beer into cart willy nilly and Dana was like, "Oh, check out their crawler section. They have a lo- they have a a larger variety there because I think they had four cans and a bottle to go. And this one jumped out right away. The name, the sound of it. This is their barrel aged defensive pancake. I like the name, which is a barrel aged breakfast porter. So this, uh, I'm just gonna go ahead and read straight from the website, and you guys can kind of see why I got excited by it." A robust porter fermented with Madagascar vanilla beans and Vermont maple syrup, and then aged in freshly dumped Heaven Hill bourbon barrels. A classic porter base that is enhanced by a rich maple and creamy vanilla character with a warming, boozy finish. Wow. So Sounds really sweet and really boozy. Now, now Chris, yeah. I'm going to get really close to the microphone here. Chris, Chris, this is me, Todd. Hi, Todd. I'd like you to keep an eye out for when they actually can this and not in crawlers. 
and I want you to go buy it. And then I want you to put that four pack in a box and I want you to, to put my address on it and I want you to put it in the mail and send it to me. Now, listeners at home, you can't see this, but Ted is holding up a golden watch and dangling it back and forth, back and forth in front of yes. in front of Chris, in front of a spiral black and white background. <laughs> this is 100% my style of beer as far as dark beers go. And um, well, he hasn't even I, I tried it yet. Happen, How Chris. do you know it's good? We got to wait for the review. Based on based on the description, I know it's going to be good. I'm also a big Heaven Hill uh, bourbon fan too. So, uh, okay, so you have some you have some uh, some background information right there. So, yeah, I I love Heaven Hill, but I also like pancakes. So, right, yeah, I mean, it just it it jumped out at me. Uh, you know, I cracked it open, it got all over me, and I can just tell you, it smells. It smells so good. Um, is that why your cat is licking your face right now? Yeah, that's why the well, yeah, they're they're licking all over. They're like, give me meow, give me some of that maple syrup. That's what cat. That's what my cat sound like. Yeah, <laughs> and for those of you who may be bourbon connoisseurs, Heaven Hill is the is the distillery that does Henry McKenna uh, and Elijah Craig. Those are their oh, two. Okay, all right. Big brands. They also do Evan Williams, which everybody knows what that is because you just can find it everywhere. But those are their I three big ones. I think I have some Evan Williams up on, on top of my fridge right now. Yeah, and it's, it tends to be the go-to. If you don't want to get Jim Beam, it tends to be the go-to like cheap bourbon that but actually tastes pretty good. Heaven Hill's a really good distillery. See, there you go. So on the nose of this thing, I mean, I get like a beautiful mix of bourbon and maple syrup. Like I'm, I'm, I'm you know what? I'm just gonna get into it. I it smells it smells so good. I'm so excited. So here we go. Oh my goodness! I'm jealous right now. It's not often I'm jealous of oh somebody drinking god. beer through a, a video conference. But oh my god, this is one of the best beers I've had all year. Um, this is amazing. Uh, wow. <laughs> so Chris, this is uh this is close Mike Tut again. Um, trying to talk to you. I need you to find this in four pack. Uh, and you know what? I'm gonna throw a little. I'm gonna throw a little fishing hook for Obert too. Buy another four pack for him and throw that in a box and send it to him too. Wow! If this if they ever if they ever can this, I'm going to drive immediately there. Um, <laughs> I've never I've never heard you react this strongly to a beer before. No, this is amazing. And I've seen you drink a lot of beer. Yeah, I've drink. I have had <laughs> I have had a lot of beer and a lot of it around me um, too. <laughs> yeah, especially is you know me you. Tud, uh, we we uh, our friendship is based primarily on beer. Um, at this point, it's just a big liquid foundation of be- uh, friendship. Um, no, this beer is so well done. It's a very nice balance. I mean, it is sweet, so you know you do get a lot of maple syrup. The bourbon is is strong, but not at all overpowering. The vanilla is oh, it just it all comes together so well. That leaves you with a nice sweet vanilla and then like some bourbon aftertaste. Um, but the maple syrup is just so perfectly mixed in there that even as the vanilla and the bourbon start to wash away, it actually st- still you can still taste the maple syrup. Mm. So, I mean, this this beer is amazing. This beer is amazing. It's the best beer I've had all year. It's the best beer I've had in a very long time. I, I oh, man. I've heard good things about Divine Barrel Brewing, um, and Tud was actually mentioned uh, another beer that I got from them, which I'm super excited to try now, <laughs> and that was their uh, Carolina Cobbler that you had mentioned. Which version did you get? The Blackberry. I hope that that's one of the cans that's coming in my box. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see. Seeing that I called it out. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> no, well, I mean that's that's part of the reason I went there is because you had mentioned it the other day, and I I had heard things, but you know you were like, oh yeah, and I saw they had the can. So, um, I mean this beer is amazing. Um, I like I want to do a thing that is not a thing we've done before, and I don't know if it's worth it or not. Like breaking breaking that barrier. I don't know. I love this beer right now. Let me let me. You're gonna are you gonna are you gonna give it a perfect score? What's the name of this? I don't know. I I really like it. It's really good. <laughs> I know, and and you know, I was listening. I've listened back to episode one, and I I did say if it was something outside the box enough, I'm like I might do it because um, exclusivity was part of it. <laughs> That's a throwback. Throwback right there. Um, I mean, man. we put the rules back in place that long ago. I'm I'm struggling. I'm struggling right now. It's definitely at least a four seven five for me. I don't know. It, it, it sounds like if this isn't a five, I don't I don't know what is. You know, that's where that's where I'm at too. Because I'm just like this is so this to me is so good, and it's like maybe it's just because I'm hitting at the like I took it out a little bit ago. It's like you know warmed up just nice. Um, as I said, there's no such thing as a five. I will stand by that that moment forever. But I can understand if you. You you can live by a different. No, I'm doing it. I'm I'm giving it a five. I'm giving it a five. Okay, five first five. ever beer on the pod to get a five. I can't like this beer is this beer is too good. I I, I enjoy it so very much. It, I'm so glad that I I'm so glad Dana was like, why don't you check out the Crowlers to make sure you get more beer? Um, <laughs> good call, Dana. Yeah, very good. And it's it's low alcohol. I mean, I say low. It's only six point eight percent ABV. It's not like a. A huge killer, you know? Yeah, I was expecting it's it to low. be like... It's seven percent Well, the way you even mentioned, um, you said it was like freshly drained bourbon barrels, right? I think was something that was the, the phrasing right. you used. I'm imagining it's... Well, that's what that's what the website Right, says. I'm imagining it's like <laughs> still damp, still soggy barrels from the bourbon, right? Right. So to only be yeah. 6.8%, I wasn't expecting that. No, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know why it's only that, but hey, I'm happy with my rating. It's the best beer I've had in a very long time. And that includes a lot of IPAs that, you know, burial. I've given I've given a couple burial beers four seven fives recently like more recently. Well, speaking of burial, I was gonna say that this reminded me a little bit of the uh the donut skillet beer. What was that called? The donut stout or the barrel aged skillet? Yeah. The, the skillet the, donut stout stout. This is this has more flavor i think than the than the skillet did um because i did enjoy skillet quite a bit but this it's sweeter than the skillet was and i didn't get as much maple syrup from skillet at all but you know what i did it 94 episodes we had a good run (laughs) it'll probably be like another hundred and some odd before we get there get another one but it'll probably be me again um (laughs) but no this this is a this is a perfect you know what divine divine barrel brewing company Congratulations. You've you've done something very hard. Now, I don't think the untapped diverse is going to be quite as crazy as me, but I still think it's going to be I think it's going to be high for a check-in. I think, let's see. It's going to be barrel-aged. It's going to be maple syrupy, like if you if you're a if you're a anti-maple syrup person, like if you hate waffles, then <laughs> it's like the people who are rating surf who didn't like seafood. <laughs> right. I really I really thought i was gonna get seafood but i'm glad i did less ma- um, <laughs> less pancake flavor than i was expecting which is good because i hate pancakes 
Um, I'm going to say they're a 4.34. I think it's going to be high. So I'm actually shocked by this. So out of 349 check-ins, it is a... 2.75. <laughs> no, it, it is, it's over a 4, but it's not okay. as high as you that is as you rated it. It's 4.19. Okay. 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 That's still pretty still good. Still very though. good. It is... It's very good. Anywho, I don't... You know what? Ratings are what ratings are. I, I This is one of my favorite beers that I've had in a long time, and it, it is just odd enough to get a 5. So I'm going to give it a 5. Everybody else can suck it. No, I'm just kidding. All right. Well, our reviews ran a little long this week, but uh, well worth it, I think, because we got a 5.0 out of it. So no time for our middle segment today, unfortunately, but we would never skip our regular segment at the end of the episode where we share things we like, life advice, um, wisdomy wisdom, uh, you know, just general wisdom things in, in that regard. In our frosty mug of wisdom, which has three handles, three handles, frosty mug of wisdom. And to start it off this week, I'm going to hand it off to Tud straight, straight from the freezer. Tud, what do you got for us for wisdom this wisdomy week? All right. So my handle this week is going to be a show that I was told about by listener of the pod, Larissa Adams. Um, it's called What We Do in the Shadows. So she felt kind of bad that she had given over a, a handle a couple weeks ago <laughs> with upload. And she felt that because I called her out on the podcast that she needed to give me her next show recommendation. Which Larissa, wait, I, wait, 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 wait. If anybody needs the help, it's me. I need handles. I need free handles. <laughs> and I just want to say to Larissa, I don't resent you at all for recommending a show to Ted that he might like. I don't know why. It would be very weird <laughs> if I called you out for recommending a show to Ted and not recommending the same show to me. But that's just coming out of nowhere. I'm, call I'm well, calling you out. Well, I will tell you this. I think it's a show I that both handles. you guys would like, too. This is the thing. So this is why I'm glad that she gave it to me so I can bring it here to share with you guys. So... It's on Hulu, so if you're a Hulu subscriber, you can watch it. Uh, there's either a season or two seasons, but it's called What We Do in the Shadows, and it's it's basically a, it's a mockumentary about modern-day vampires and how they live in the world today. So picture like The Office meets a vampire show, if that makes any sense. Yeah, this was this started off as a movie, a mockumentary they, movie. So. So Larissa told me there was a movie that you have to rent, but there is it's the show's on FX and you can watch it on Hulu because it's an FX show. Uh, I found it really funny. Apparently Nick, uh, Larissa's husband, thought it was really funny as well, and she thought it was funny, so she decided to give it to me as a handle. I think it's really cool. I don't know the actors in it. I don't know if they've done anything other than what we do in the shadows. Yeah, I know that. Um... One of the actors is from Flight of the Concords. I forget if it's Brett or Jermaine, but uh, um, the is that Matt Barry? Is that no? It's either Brett or Jermaine, but uh, um, but the I saw the documentary of the movie, which is probably ninety minutes, and uh, it's yeah, it's hilarious. It's like you know, it's almost like a Big Brother take on. Uh, you know what? What if you lived in a house with four vampires who all lived together? <laughs> right. And the biggest, the biggest star that I've recognized so far is Mark uh, Prokch, 
who he's a bald headed guy with glasses. He's he's in the office. He's Nate from the office. He's also from Better Call Saul, where he plays you know some guy who hires one of the characters. He's also from Drunk History. He's the narrator from Drunk History. Um, if you guys saw him, you probably would know who he is. At least I think you would. But other than that, they're a bunch of random people that I'd never heard of before. Overall, really funny. Chris, I think you would like it too. It's a new show for you to watch. Uh, you would know one of the guys from the It Crowd. Just an FYI. Which one? Douglas Renaholm from the It Crowd is in. It's one of the main characters in this show. I would have. To, I would have to see him. I. 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 I like. I like the IT Crowd, but oh, the boss. Him, yes. Okay. The boss. So yes. Yeah, so go check it out. It's what we do in the shadows. Uh, it's like The Office meets a vampire novel. Um, I found it really funny. I think it's pretty good. And, you know, it's a listener It's a listener contributed handle. Chris, maybe next time you'll be the contributor, or you'll be, you know, contributed a handle from Larissa, who seems to be on fire with handles recently. She's the, she's the handle machine. Handle machine 2.0. <laughs> so with that, I'm going to hand the mug over to... You know what? I'm going to switch it up, and usually we go over it, and then Chris, I'm going to give it to Chris. All right. Hang on. So, hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang oh, on. Hang on. Oh, Pete. Oh, oh. Pete, you forgot to gong me for mine. Oh, but it's yeah, time for Pete, you to gong the, this time. What the heck, Pete? Jeff, for the job? He was sleeping. He was sleeping. Oh, sleeping. Yeah. Well, it was a long beer review. Yeah. As we say, if if we get through our beer reviews in less than forty minutes, your Pete is free. <laughs> um. So recently, and by very recently, I mean today. I did something that i hadn't done in my entire life had sex yup yup <laughs> i mean it, cj's hard to explain he is a miracle <laughs> immaculate <laughs> conception <laughs> that, that's what i've been told at least um no i've done that many many times um, at least twice <laughs> that we know of at least twice all right i got i got proof and i got one set of proof and another proof on the way um anywho back away from my sex life uh i've done something today that i've never done before and that is switch cell phone provider oh no does that mean you have i have to learn a new phone number for you never i will never give up my phone number no i was actually able should i say it out loud for all of our listeners no i'll give you a hint it starts with 860 Uh, that you can say because 860 for life um even though I haven't lived there in over two years. Um, no, so I, I recently switched. You know, I ha- I've had Verizon for as long as I've had a cell phone. Oh, so welcome to the AT&T family. AT&T, more like ass. A-S-N-S. <laughs> yeah. <So. laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got you. You got me. Oh, so, you went me. To, so then you went to T-Mobile, which is kind of weird. No, more like so then you went mobile <laughs> Nice. Oh, ass so, turd and turd would be good. So then you went to <laughs> so then you went to Sprint. <laughs> no, Sprint is part of T-Mobile, so it's turd mobile again. No, I went to uh... Comcast. <laughs> no, not Comcast. Comcast is the devil. Um, no, I actually went to Google. Uh, I I signed up for Google Fi today. They have a they uh, have a cell phone service. It's their cell phone service, yes. As um, as we discussed, I mean, you are everything. part of the machine. I on the on the pregame, am, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. We, the, we the next about thing the pregame, your handle in three weeks is gonna be like, yeah, we we switched from Google like to Alexa, Amazon. I got cyborg implants. I'm yeah. a cyborg now. <laughs> Wi-Fi. <laughs> 
Have you ever heard of Skynet? <laughs> I'm a good guy now. I'm going to live forever. But anywho, back to my mo- monumental life change. I switched uh, from Verizon to Google Fi. Um, and the thing I like about it the most, uh, you know, I don't do the unlimited plans. I don't need the unlimited plans. I don't use that much data. Um, and, you know, instead of having like tiered uh, tiered plans where it's like four gigs or six gigs or whatever it may be. Um, with Google Fi, uh, you pay for the data that you use. So not only is are the access fees cheaper, um, at least for us it was, switching from Verizon, um, it, not only are your access fees cheaper, but then you pay by the gig pretty much. So, and that's down to the down to the pe- it says down to the penny so if you use 1.01 gigs then you only pay for 1.01 gigs you don't pay for two full gigs that you don't nice. use. nice but um, on the flip side so that means it, that like every time you go and like watch another youtube video you can just mentally think about how many cents it's costing you <laughs> that's true that's true that is true haven't haven't gotten to that hang on let yet. me i, I need to send you a, a link to something <laughs> oh, son of a, well i'm on wi-fi oh. it's okay you gotta watch this on your way to work tomorrow yeah yeah right <laughs> oh what's the driving what's this oh <laughs> just keep rickrolling oh, we, we could send him like a we could send him like a virus that like slowly eats away at his data in the background there you go that would make you <laughs> um, <laughs> um well the good news about it is um no matter what no matter how much data i use uh there is a cap so data after 10 gigabytes is free so which is kind of neat so if you have a bad month or whatever um you know data after 10 gigs is free oh there goes the virus plan todd (laughs) damn how much is it per gig 10 bucks a gig so so 100 bucks and there's no access fees you said no 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 there are access fees but they're cheaper than than what verizon was So so your max bill is like what like 150 bucks then for one 130, line. 135 bucks for two phones. It's oh, okay. Max. That's not yeah. bad. No, it's not bad at all. Um, so it, it really is going to work out for us because, I mean, Dana doesn't really, I mean, especially with all the, you know, NFL CBA shit that's going on. Um, Dana doesn't really go out a ton. Um, I'm on Wi-Fi at work and at home. So it's not like we're going to go through a ton of data. And based on our, our usage, uh, we're actually going to spend, we're going to save anywhere from like 20 to 30 bucks a month on our cell phone bill. So, um, and it does use the same towers as Verizon, T-Mobile, and AT&T. So I don't know how they manage that. They're hacking into stuff. <laughs> but <laughs> So in order to use Google Wi-Fi, obviously they own Android. Do you have to use an Android phone or can you use an iPhone? No, recently uh, they have transitioned so you can use iPhone. Uh, er, before it was solely Android, but apparently now you, with certain iPhones, you can use iPhone um, because I, I have a Google Pixel, so it's it's like perfect. It's made made in heaven. I didn't even have to get a new SIM card. It just well, was like my next works. question was going to be: Did you upgrade your phone to to a phone with wireless charging? Finally, no that that is uh, that's still on the on the on the to do list. Um, but it's, it's a big deal for us. I mean, it sounds silly, but I've had, I've had, I've had Verizon for like 15, 20 years or whatever. Like even when I was on my Moz plan, it was Verizon. So, um, it's a, it's a big, it's a big change for us. (laughs) And, uh, there's no looking back now. I'm excited. Now watch two months around and be like, fuck. (laughs) Just kidding. I love you. I'm on to my Yahoo singular plan. (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, yeah, right? there's always there's always cricket. <laughs> the one gigabyte plan. It's a thousand dollars a month. Um, but anyways, uh, if you are looking to save a few pennies, uh, check out Google Fi. It might work for you. Um, Obert, let's fill up. Let's fill up this mug. Pete. Sorry, Pete. Okay, so this week I'm taking my handle a little bit of a different direction. Um, This is, I wanted to share, you know, specifically our corner of the internet. This is the viral marketing campaign from Beard. Uh, Beard has has a new marketing team and they put a video out on Instagram about once a week to promote all of their beers. And uh, I think I talked about Beard. I really enjoy Beard. They're a great brewery. And the videos that their new marketing crew makes are just like so bizarre and hilarious that I think they're absolutely worth watching. Um, and they're even funnier if you know anything about Beard. But uh, here's here's just, I'll play a little clip of, of one of their videos. Well, let's get down to brass tacks. What can you do for us? Well, we were thinking we could make weekly videos for you. I should also point out this is all the same guy. or announcements. Yeah, and they won't be weird or alienate your customers. What? Yeah, they won't be bad and weird. Why would I assume that they'd be bad and alienate our customers? <laughs> Dude, chill out. Stick to the talking points. <clears throat> thought about that. What my partner means <laughs> is that we can effectively convey your message and portray an idea of your company's identity through our videos. Which won't be tangential and unfocused in nature. Dude! Which means they'll be perfect for you. Um, okay. Well, let's see. Um, this weekend we're coming out with our Pilsner, Connecticut Casual. Uh, what's your pitch for a video on that? Okay, we open with two guys, played by the same guy. They're about to go into a meeting to pitch themselves to a brewery, but one of them is a friggin' weirdo. The guy they're meeting with, also played by the same guy, is like, Hey, what would you pitch for a Pilsner video? Like a total dink. Blackout, title card, Connecticut casual. (laughs) So yeah, all their videos are like that. But um, like I said, they've been doing it for like four or five weeks now. And uh, they have... Beard has a, a beer called um, Dogs and Boats, and they also have a beer called Kittens and Canoes. And uh, their mm-hmm. video for Kittens and Canoes is someone with a dog in a boat. And they're them being like, like, canoe is a boat. And they're like, yeah, but that's not a A canoe is a canoe. <laughs> um, it's, it's great. They're, they're, they're weird. I find them on Instagram. And um, I really, I, I think they're hilarious and they're great brewery. So I wanted to support them. So that's my handle this week. Uh, check them out wherever you get your social media. Give those guys a follow. Play us out, Pete. And so with that, uh, we'd like to thank you all for listening. We'd like to thank the breweries who provided today's beers. I will go first with thanking Problem Salt for their super conductive with Simcoe. I would like to thank Divine Barrel Brewing uh, for their barrel-aged uh, defensive pancake, the first ever five star beer on the podcast. Yay! Woo! And I want to thank OEC for their Loki. Please make sure you're heading over to social media and following us. That's Facebook, Twitter, Untapped, and Instagram at uh, DAWF Podcast. Also, make sure you hashtag follow the email at DAWF Podcast at gmail.com. You know what? For all seven days this week, I want to know what one of the listeners is eating for breakfast. Send that over. Obert will love it. Um, make sure you're doing that. 
Also, make sure you're heading over to Discord, obviously, as we just talked about. You can join in the conversation there. We talk about the podcast over there with a lot of listeners, and it's a lot of fun. Also, make sure you head over to Patreon for as little as $1. You get access, $1 a month. You get access to our pregame episodes where we talk about uh, one beer, one of us reviews one beer, and we also have a little bit of fun with the Patreon listeners. Um, we also confess, confess our undying love over there, and you can experience all that fun. Also, make sure you're heading over to iTunes and leaving us a five-star review. That way, uh, other people can find us. You have no idea how much that helps. I know you mentioned it, uh, but I just want to like throw a, throw a, I don't know. If you want to really have direct contact with us like join the discord like i have i have a lot of discord servers now but you know it's a lot of fun um it's there's definitely been some really good things thrown out in there um so i would say just just it doesn't take much just go ahead and jump in join the discord uh throw stuff in there yeah we're getting new listeners every week for me i never had discord before um before downloading it for the podcast and uh it's a it's a fun way to interact with the community so yeah i'm enjoying it yeah it's a lot of fun so that's that's from my corner of the world <laughs> join discord <gasps> and so um with that my name's Tud. my name's chris and i'm obert and remember if you're drinking alone do it with friends so a five-star beer appeared on my podcast that's amazing yeah, well, I just, I wouldn't have felt... Does Close Mike Tud need to come back? Yeah, it's... Chris, does Close Mike Tud come and you, uh, you need to send me this beer right away? <laughs> <laughs>